Welcome back to our podcast, Cheeky Vibe, Peaceful Life. My name is Lauren Mazadonsky, and today I have with me Jillian Smith. Welcome, Jillian. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I can't wait to get into all the juicy stuff. Oh my gosh, I know. That's why I was telling Jillian ahead of time, selfishly, I have so many questions for what she does. So let's dive in. Tell them a little bit about you and what you do. Yes, of course. So my name is Jillian. I am a functional medicine registered dietitian. So what that means is that I'm a dietitian, but I take the approach from a functional medicine lens, which means I'm really looking to figure out the root causes to some of my clients' symptoms. So I work with clients on rebalancing their gut health, getting rid of those nasty digestive symptoms, which I know all too many of us struggle with, like Mm -hmm. bloating and gas and, you know, uncomfortable stomach pains, irregular bowel movements, all of the things, which I'm sure we'll get into. And I help my clients figure out why they have gut issues in the first place. And then really rebalancing nutrition, lifestyle. I use a lot of lab testing to figure out the root causes to what's causing those symptoms. So I can get my clients feeling so much better in their bodies. And I just love to nerd out on all things gut health and nutrition. I know. I was so excited to dive into this with you because I love that you really get to the symptoms and find solutions and not just putting a bandaid on it of like, here, take this pill or do that. Because I know personally, when I was told I had IBS, it was kind of like, here you go. Here's a pamphlet, figure it out. Yes. Oh my goodness. And that was my experience as well. I actually remembered this. I struggled with horrible gut issues for so many years. I remember back when I was in high school, I was pooping once per week and I just thought that was normal. You know, I remember my mom always had gut issues. My sister always had gut issues. So I just thought it was a thing. I was like, Oh, women just have gut issues and we don't poop every day. That's just the norm. But fast forward, when I was in college and I started studying nutrition, I was going to school to become a dietitian. I started really realizing that's really not normal. It was in college is really where my gut issues hit their peak. Um, I was so horribly bloated every day. I remember having to cancel plans out with my girlfriends because I was so sick. I remember on date nights with my boyfriend, I would have to go out into his car and lay horizontal to massage my stomach. Oh my gosh, I've totally done that. Yes. Oh, it's horrible. And it just really impacts your entire quality of life. I mean, the gut regulates a lot. And so, um, fast forward to after college, I became a registered dietitian. I was actually working as a clinical dietitian in an acute care hospital. So like an emergency style of room. And I just saw this playing out a lot of kind of a pill for every ill or Mm -hmm. prescribing a medication to cover up a symptom. And that was my experience when I was trying to get to the root of my gut issues. I was going to so many doctors and they would just, you know, prescribe me these different medications, which were really just making my symptoms worse. And it wasn't getting to the root cause. And I always had this little voice in the back of my head, like, this doesn't make sense to me. Like, why aren't we figuring out why I'm having these stomach pains or why I'm so bloated, why I can't digest vegetables. And so I then started dabbling in the functional medicine space, fell in love with it. I went to additional schooling to get, um, advanced training in functional medicine. And that's really where I, decided to do a total career pivot. And I quit my job at the hospital. I got into private practice and now I support other women and figuring out the root causes to their gut issues and going about it in a much more empowering way. No, I love it. So what were a few of the things for you that you started noticing that were like, okay, this doesn't seem normal. Like kind of what was it and what was your solution? 
Yes. So I will start off with the bloating piece because, you know, as a dietitian, I was the healthiest out of all of my friends, yet I felt the absolute worst. And I found that every time I would eat vegetables, I would get mm-hmm. so incredibly bloated. And it was so frustrating because I was trying to eat really healthy, but yet my body just wasn't agreeing with it. I knew that there was something off there. So it was actually through stool testing, which is now what I do for all of my clients, literally poop testing. That's where I was able to find why I couldn't digest proteins. And it was a bacterial imbalance within my gut that was making me unable to digest those vegetables and was making me very, very uncomfortable. So by addressing that root cause, rebalancing my bacteria, I was then able to properly digest my vegetables, benefit from all those amazing vitamins and minerals. And it helped me out so much. I would say another big thing is in college, I would get horrible hangovers. Like the worst hangovers of all my friends. And I was like, what is going on here? Knowing what I know now, it was a liver issue. And the liver is part of our digestion. It's part of our gut. It's one of the organs that plays a really big role in digestion. And so with my gut being off, my liver was off leading to really bad hangovers. So kind of working in reverse and figuring out these things, doing a lot of liver support, you know, clearing out my detoxification pathways was then able to help out those nasty hangovers I would get. That's so interesting. So how did you do that for your liver? Well, you started with your gut health and then it helped your liver. So then were you able to have cocktails and not have a terrible hangover? Yes. (laughs) Not as bad. (laughs) Absolutely. I feel so much better now that I was able to help my liver. And again, it was through a lot of that gut testing, um, that poop testing I was talking about. I was actually able to see that, oh, wow, my liver function sucks. I am not detoxing. Everything's kind of getting plugged up, which obviously was also leading to a lot of the bloat that I was feeling. So kind of opening up those pathways also really helped out my liver health too. So is, is the, the poop test, we're talking about poop here, friends, is that the easiest kind of the first step to really figuring out the issues? Yes. You know, my true belief is let's test, not guess. I mean, for somebody who it sounds like you were also through the ringer with your Mm -hmm. gut just being told you have IBS, it can be exhausting to go to so many different doctors and just being told, oh, your labs look normal. You just have IBS because then you're still left with, okay, but I still feel like crap. What do I do? I need some, you know, tangible steps to help me start feeling better. And so by doing this poop testing, we're able to skip all of the guesswork. And it's not just throwing spaghetti at the wall to seeing what sticks with this testing. We're able to get a five page printout of exactly what's going on in your gut. So we can see, oh, no wonder you're so bloated. Look at all this bad bacteria that's in your gut. Or no wonder you get such terrible hangovers. Your liver function is really poor right now. And so by being able to have those answers, it just leads to you feeling better a lot faster. So then the next step is you get all that and then you figure out the more like natural like solutions, trying to maybe change the diet a little bit. Yeah. So diet's a big piece. Of course, you know, nutrition plays a really big role in our overall health, but also our gut health. I use a lot of different supplements in my practice. So lots of different targeted probiotics or different antimicrobials and herbs to help clear out some bad bacteria, get rid of hidden gut infections, kind of restore the balance within the entire ecosystem of our digestive tract. And so that's a big approach that I take stress and our lifestyle that plays a really big piece into our gut health. 
Um, and you know, when I was struggling with gut issues, I would always have doctors, you know, tell me, Oh, you just need to manage your stress. And that is just sometimes the most frustrating piece of advice because just telling someone to manage their stress doesn't always work. So I also work with my clients on finding strategies that actually help them and work for their lifestyle so that they can stay consistent with it. I mean, before we started recording, you and I were talking a lot about breath work and how that can be such a profound tool to add into your toolbox for helping to downregulate the nervous system, which in turn helps your gut health. Yeah, that was going to be my next question is what else could we do to really help that stress? Because that's such a big one that I hear. I even told you my 10-year-old daughter with school sometimes gets that stress going and instantly notice it. Oh, mommy, my tummy is upset. So other than breath work, what else could we do for stress? Yeah. You know, stress is such a big one. And I always say, you know, you're never going to avoid all the stressors in your life. So the goal isn't to eliminate stress. It's learning how to recalibrate and how to um, deal with those stressors. So when we're thinking about stress in our lives, you know, it could be from emotional stress, you know, from super busy work schedule or just having too much on your plate or from a global pandemic Or it could be those physical stressors like a gut infection or like a lot of chemical and toxin exposure. All of those things kind of start to grind down on your body and you're going to be feeling the effects of it. And that's what we refer to as stress. So of course, you and I are a big fan of breath work, but it doesn't always work for everybody. So I like to kind of set my clients up with a bunch of different strategies to kind of try out and see what works for them. Other ones that I find work really well is some daily walks. So getting Mm. outside, getting some fresh air and sun exposure can be so profound because if you think about it, so much of our lifestyles now are spent indoors. You know, a lot of us are working at a desk all day. Some of us are now work from home and we find that at the end of the day, my goodness, I didn't get outside once today. And our bodies need that sunshine exposure. It needs exposure to nature in order to regulate our nervous system. So just getting outside for an easy 10 minute walk per day can be really great for your nervous system, making sure you're sleeping. So getting in those eight hours at night is so important and making sure it's quality sleep. So even if you feel like you're hitting the eight hours, but you're still waking up exhausted, that's something to look into to make sure that you're actually getting that quality restful sleep. Um, you know, I'm a big fan of journaling. I'm really Mm, into gratitude practices. I think gratitude is one of the highest elevations of energy that we can be in. And it can be so simple as just thinking about three things that you're grateful for Mm -hmm. and that alone. I mean, if you were to just sit here right now and think about three things that you're grateful for, it automatically brings down your nervous system, puts you into more of those feel good vibes. And that can be such an easy thing to start working into maybe your morning routine. I love that. I do. That's my morning routine is three gratitudes in my journal. So I love that. Oh, love that. So got to touch on the sleep because selfishly, I need to ask this because my sleep, I've started taking some like CBD gummies. I have a hard time falling asleep or like you said, it's just not maybe as like good of sleep. So how much does that affect your gut? Oh my goodness. So much. So our gut health is regenerating itself 24 seven. Those cells in our gut lining, they 
turn over every three days and your body needs that rest in order to do this. And so it's while we're sleeping is when your body's at work doing all of the things. And so sleep is so important. And of course it's going to be impacting the decisions that we make the entire next day, like our food choices. Maybe you find that after a really crappy night of sleep, your food choices the next day aren't as great. Maybe you're having more sugar cravings. Um, that in turn will be impacting your gut health and from the whole stress piece as well. You know, when you don't get a good night of sleep the entire next day, you're a little bit more revved up. You're more keyed up and being in that heightened, uh, fight or flight response is going to be impacting your gut health because your stress hormones are up higher. So sleep is really important. That's one of the very first places I start when I work with clients is assessing their sleep. And if it's not great, bringing in some things to help support that. Yeah, that's the one thing I just changed was a CBD gummy. Does it help? Yeah, I've been getting way better sleep. Good. Yeah, I mean, CBD can be really helpful. Magnesium, a good form of magnesium, like a magnesium bisglycinate, like the miracle worker from gut personal that we were just talking about before we started recording. That is one of the easiest things that you can add into your evening routine. That's super supportive of a restful night of sleep. Other things that I have my clients do is, you know, the simple sleep hygiene practices, like turning your bedroom into a sleep oasis, Mm -hmm. making sure that you have all of the lights off. So even little things like, you know, the little lights that you'll have on your TV or little lights that will be on the fire detector. I literally tell my clients to get some masking tape and cover up those lights because even those little lights emit these blue light that mess with our circadian rhythm. So making sure that your room is dark, maybe adding in a sleeping mask, maybe earplugs, maybe adding a white noise machine, making sure the temperature is cool, 67 degrees. All of those are little tweaks that we can make to really make our room into this great sleep oasis and help us fall into a deeper night of sleep. I agree with, I I definitely sleep better when it's cooler. Even though I'd rather have multiple blankets and it feel cooler, that definitely helps my body. Oh, absolutely. And just kind of helps you start, you know, falling more into a flow. Um, The other big thing that I ask my clients about is, do you do any sort of intense exercise late in the evening? You know, sometimes I'll have clients who say, oh, I don't work out until after dinner time. That's the only time I can sneak away and go to the gym. The problem with that is it boosts up your cortisol, which is like your stress hormone. When our cortisol is high, our melatonin is low. There's like an inverse Mm. relationship with that. And melatonin is our sleep hormone. So maybe moving your exercise to earlier in the day can be really helpful. Making sure you get sunlight into your eyeballs first thing upon waking will help regulate that circadian rhythm as well. Oh, that's so interesting. That's probably why some of the days I have a harder time going to sleep. Cause when I work later, it's like, you can't just, okay, bedtime, turn it off. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Even that's reading, things, like if you're reading a thrilling book or you're watching a thrilling Netflix show, all of those things are hiking up your cortisol, making your heart beat a little bit faster, which in turn is going to disrupt your sleep. So I always say the goal of bedtime, at least an hour before bed, the goal is to downregulate and do relaxing practices. So good. So what are some routines and habits that are like a must for you with your, your gut health, your health, your lifestyle in general? Yes. So start off in the morning. I am a big stickler on my morning routine. I just think the way that we start the day really dictates how the rest of the day goes. So I'm really big on doing a morning journaling with doing the three gratitude, just as you had said. I also like to move my body in a very gentle way in the morning. I'm not big on an intense exercise in the morning. My body's just not 
equipped for that. So I like to do 10 to 20 minutes of yoga, stretching, slow flows, just to kind of get my body awake. And then I'm really into breakfast. That's one of the best things that I believe us as women can do for our health is not skipping breakfast and not having coffee for breakfast, making sure that you're having good source of protein, say anywhere from 20 to 30 grams of protein with breakfast is really, really important to kind of set the tone for the rest of your day. So I always have breakfast. Then I have my coffee. I love to add in some collagen to my coffee, gets me some good proteins. I like to add in some healthy fats with some homemade cashew milk or coconut milk. That is truly my every single day. It's a must is having this morning routine because I find if I skip any parts of these, it really kind of just puts the rest of my day into a bit of a funk. So that's probably the biggest thing that I focus on. So good. Um, I love a morning routine too. I think it sets the tone for your whole day and how you can just start out pour into you first. So I love that you shared that. Um, so you mentioned coffee. So I kind of want to talk a little bit about processed foods just because is there, um, you know, obviously if you like a creamer, sometimes it's better to maybe what use like a nut milk or something instead, or what do you suggest? Because I've noticed seeing some stuff, even in some of the nut milks, just some of the added stuff that's just not good for you. So maybe touch on a little bit, what would be some good stuff to put in your coffee, but then also are there any added things in other, um, like creamers that are just like, we should look out for that are maybe just like a no. Cause I know for me, it feels a little overwhelming trying to learn, like I'm pretty big on natural clean foods, but I just cannot do black coffee. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad you brought this up because I myself love my coffee. My coffee is like yeah. probably my highlight of my day. I absolutely love coffee, but yeah, what we're putting into it does matter for sure. And like you said, there's a lot of crappy products out there and it can be really confusing. So yeah, let's talk about that. So number one for my coffee, um, some people enjoy black coffee, not my thing either. So like I had said, I like to add things into my coffee. I always do collagen, collagen peptides because they add in some protein. They're also very healing for the gut. So if you are somebody who struggles with a lot of gut issues, adding in some collagen peptides to your day can be very healing. So I always do that in my coffee. And then I always like to add in, I do my own homemade creamer. So I do cashew milk homemade. It's so easy. All you do is about two tablespoons of raw cashews into a blender, add in about a cup of water. I like to do a little sea salt in there as well. And then you just blend it on high and you're good to go. You don't have to strain it. It's so, so easy. So I do that pretty much every morning just because it's really simple. Other things I like to add in, sometimes I'll do some ghee in there, which is like a clarified butter. So that's a really great source of healthy fats. Sometimes I'll do some homemade almond milk, anything like that. When it comes to doing the store-bought, which the store-bought can sometimes be so much easier, just way more convenient, I always advise checking out the ingredients list because like you said, a lot of the dairy alternatives out there can have a laundry list of ingredients. Now, I have nothing against dairy. Some people can't tolerate dairy. I myself don't feel great when I have dairy. So that's Mm -hmm. why I'm kind of talking more about like the different nut milks that I do. But I have some clients who do just fine with dairy. So if you're somebody who's like, oh, I like my cream and I like my milk. Totally great. I always recommend going with 100% grass-fed dairy, organic when you can. It's always going to be the better option. 
But if you're somebody who doesn't do great with dairy and you like to air more with some of those non-dairy alternatives, looking at the ingredients list is so important and trying to choose ones that have a very simple ingredients list with just two or three ingredients, you know, just the nut, some water, and maybe some sea salt in there. Trying to avoid all those gums that you'll start mm. to notice when you're looking at those. There are some brands that I love, um, like Elmhurst is a great brand. Malk is a great brand. Three Trees is another one. Those are- tried that one. It's I just good. got that for the almond milk because I saw it has like nothing really added at all. Fabulous. It's a great brand. So they do make them. You just got to take, take a look at those ingredients lists. And those brands are pretty easy to find. You can really find them in a grocery store. Sometimes I'll even use canned coconut milk. So looking for BPA-free canned coconut milk can be really great because there's not going to be a lot of additives in that. Yeah. I just was seeing that. And that was that brand that I tried. I'm like, Oh, I didn't realize the one that I had had some of those like gums, like you said, different things added. And then I looked at that label. I was like, seriously, there's like three things in it. Yeah. It's, it's fabulous. And you know, at the end of the day, I also never want to produce any overwhelm for my clients. And yeah. so when you're thinking about, okay, are you just using a tablespoon in your coffee? And that's really the only thing that you're using that for is a tablespoon per day going to be the end of the world? Absolutely not. But maybe you're somebody like me who you like to use that milk for smoothies and then you like mm -hmm. to put some into your chia seed pudding. And then I like to use it to make pasta sauces. So you're kind of thinking of it that way, then I would want to air for more of a cleaner product with less of those gums because I'm taking in more of it per day. Yeah. So what would be some ways if someone's like, okay, I really want to start cleaning up my nutrition Yes. And like you said, sometimes it can feel overwhelming when you're just getting started. Like where maybe say like the first three things that you would recommend. Yes. Okay. I love this question. So number one, trying to shift more into a whole foods based diet. So what I mean by that, when I say whole foods, these are foods that come from the ground. So less of the foods that come in a box bag or package, more of the ones that are naturally coming from the ground. So looking at, you know, the different tubers, like different potatoes and carrots, lots of produce. So lots of colorful fruits and vegetables, greens, bringing in some nuts and seeds, all of those foods that you can find out in nature, trying to shift more to consuming more of those is probably one of the best things that you could do for your health. The next thing that I would recommend, because this one's really, really big for gut issues is reducing artificial sweeteners. Mm. That's really big one. Um, you know, back in, I don't know, maybe the nineties, early two thousands, I feel like the artificial sweeteners were all the rage and a lot of the Splendas and a lot of, um, health foods, things like protein powders, energy bars, chewing gum can just be stacked with these artificial sweeteners because the manufacturers can make the labels look really sexy by saying sugar-free, it really cuts down the calories. And so that's why they're adding in these artificial sweeteners, but they wreak havoc on the gut. They really decrease your beneficial bacteria. They boost up inflammation and it can really just muck up everything inside of the body. So that would be another really easy and tactical thing to start thinking about is what does your consumption of artificial sweeteners look like and try to cut those as much as possible can be a huge benefit. 
And then I would say the third thing is having more balanced meals per day, less snacking. So I find this especially true with women. Sometimes we can be like little birds kind of grazing all day long, the having a handful of food here, a little snack there, another snack here, and just kind of doing this throughout the day. This is really hard on the gut. So something I work with my clients on is trying to consolidate those snacks into more meals, three to four meals per day, less snacks will be a big, big help for your gut health. Funny you say that because I do notice for me personally, say like I eat lunch at a normal time, but then I get busy. And if my dinner ends up being like five or six hours instead of more like three or four, that is when I notice I will have like my stomach will instantly start to hurt. I'll get bloated or not to be like TMI, but like gassy, like, but my stomach will hurt so bad when I wait too long. Yes. Oh, and that's so huge. And that's, you know, a lot of people do that in the morning time too. Sometimes intermittent fasting, if we're going too long, our blood sugars plummet down to the ground. This can absolutely trigger gut symptoms. Like you were saying, it can trigger more sugar cravings, more of that, like hangry energy throughout the rest of the day. So I always recommend trying to eat every three to four hours, but not having a ton of snacks in between kind of finding that healthy balance. Yeah. So I have to ask, so what is a guilty pleasure for you? Like food wise? Yeah. Food, drink, anything. Oh my gosh. So I, I love dessert. I am so into dessert. I am not a dietitian who is anti-dessert by any means. I think I have something sweet after every single meal, just because I have a bit of a sweet tooth. One of my favorite things ever, and I'm going to share this little quick, easy recipe with you guys, because it's so delicious is taking dates. So you take a date, you pit it. So you remove the pit, stuff it with nut butter. So I like to put almond butter in there and then you drizzle it with a little bit of melted dark chocolate put it in the freezer. I stock these up for the week and it makes such a yummy little treat to have after meals. Like, you know, when sometimes you just need something after a meal, this one's really, really great because it also with that nut butter, it has some of those healthy fats. So it's not going to trigger up your blood sugars. It's not going to send you into a spike. It's going to kind of help keep you more stable. The dates are yummy, very, very good, but they're also a great source of fiber and they're going to help keep you regular, making sure you're pooping every day. And then who doesn't love some dark chocolate on there? So that's one of my favorite little treats that I highly recommend you trying out. I have all those ingredients. So now I have to try it because I actually do keep dates at home. Oh Oh, my gosh, that sounds so good because you're so right. Sometimes you just crave that little sweet treat or, you know, if if we're ladies and we're at that time of the month, sometimes you really crave it. So it kind of would help you have that and not feel like you're indulging or going directly the other way that you don't want to have. Cause like ice cream is something that can bother my stomach. Mm, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, give those a try. That sounds so good. Um, there was one more thing I want to touch on that you had mentioned before we started recording. So I'm just going to put it out there and you can kind of dive more into it. But we were talking about the energy that it holds like between things in your life or if constipation shows up or different ways you can maybe give a better example. But I really want to make sure we talked about that because I loved it when you said it. Yes. Okay. Let's talk constipation. So like I had said in the beginning, I work with women with gut issues constipation being a really big one. And like I had also said, that's part of my story too, is I struggled with chronic constipation and it sucks for anybody who struggles with constipation. 
it can be so uncomfortable. And just so everybody knows what's normal is going poop one to three times per day. So if you're not going every single day, you're struggling with some constipation. We got to make sure that we get you regular. So one of the biggest root causes to that chronic constipation picture that I see is stress. And how I interpret this is taking it from the energy stance of what are you holding on to in your life? Are there things in your life that you're having a hard time letting go of? Or sometimes I'll even get into with my clients. Is there some, is there someone in your life that you're not forgiving or that you're just, you know, holding on to things because this very, very often is then reflected in the physical body in the form of constipation. So you're holding on to things in your life your body is holding on to things as well. And so I often find that chronic constipation and chronic stress go really hand in hand. You can also think about it. Like when you're under a lot of stress, you're kind of just holding on to everything, you know, everything's feeling tight mm-hmm. and just kind of uh, in the body. And then that can be, um, plugging up your bowels as well and not allowing you to go to the bathroom. So if you are somebody who struggles with chronic constipation, I highly encourage you to kind of take a look at your own life. And are you somebody who struggles with a lot of stress and anxiety? Because taking that approach and targeting that first can be the best first step that you can do for helping out your gut health and reducing that constipation. So good. I found that so interesting when you said that, because it, it totally makes sense when we're holding on to things in our life. Um, so is there any last parting words that you feel like our listeners need to hear? Yes. So, you know, I would say how I always love to end discussions is helping women understand that they are so deserving of feeling good. Some I work predominantly with women, which is why I keep on saying women, but men as well. But I find a lot of times us as women can put ourselves on the back burner and mm-hmm. you know, we're caregivers and we're caring for the family and you're killing it in your career. Maybe you're trying to start up a side hustle. So many times I find that we sometimes put the health on the back burner. And you had even mentioned this before we started filming was, women, if you don't feel well in your body, it's really hard for anything else in your life to go how you want it to be going. Your health is one of the most valuable things that you can have. And so if you're feeling like some things are off, maybe your energy is poor, maybe your stress is off the charts. Maybe you do have gut issues. Taking some steps to work on your own health is going to be the best thing that you can do for your loved ones, for your career, for everything else in your life. And you deserve to just feel good in this life. So If you feel that something's off in your body, you're probably right. And seeking out support to start feeling better can be one of the best first steps to take. Yeah. So tell our listeners where, where they can find you. And if they were, you know, if they feel like there's someone that has constipation, gut issues, maybe give a little more details about the poop test and how they can like find you to get supported. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I empower anyone to do a poop test. If you're interested, it's what it's so fascinating to see what's going on inside of your body. And the gut is truly the center of all health. So I always say, start with fixing your gut health and you're going to see a lot of other things in your life start to clear up. So truly the best place to connect with me is on Instagram. My Instagram's just jillian_smith.rd, And I always say, just send me a message. I love connecting with people in the DMs. So send me a message. If you have any questions about anything, I would love to chat with you and let me know if you're interested in getting some poop testing, because that's what we do with all of our clients is we do this poop testing. So if you're interested, send me a message on Instagram and we'll get you set up. So that's the first step. You get that. And then you kind of go through the the feedback that you get and then work on making the changes. 
Yep. So with this stool test, it's super easy. We send it to your home. So you don't have to go into a lab or a doctor's office. You complete it from the convenience of your own home. Super humbling experience to do a stool <laughs> test, but it's super, super easy. It's not as bad as it sounds. You send it back to the lab in this little prepaid envelope that they give you. In about two weeks, the lab sends me the results. So then at that time, I reach out to you and we set up a Zoom call so that I can share my screen and we go over it in detail, what every single thing means, how it's contributing to your symptoms. And then best of all, what you can do about it. So then I set my clients up with a step-by-step protocol to follow, usually for about two to three months using different um, supplements, some different nutrition tips that I recommend to rebalance the gut, restore optimal health, and just help you feel so much better in your body. Yeah, I think that's so great because I know other people just like me that I shared, you know, we have these stomach issues and you maybe try to get help and support and you're told like, oh, everything just looks good. And then you're like, okay, but that doesn't really fix my stomach, my stomach aches. Absolutely. And, you know, we kept on talking about IBS, irritable bowel syndrome. I think that is a BS diagnosis because it's not telling you what's going on. So with this more in-depth testing, like the stool testing, we're able to see what's causing that IBS. So then we can say, and this is what we can do about it. Well, just even adding the magnesium and the soother to my daily routine, I have not had nearly the flare-ups. Oh, good. Those are two of my favorite supplements ever. The miracle worker, which is magnesium. So important for so many different things in the body. And then the soother is very soothing for the gut lining, kind of bringing down inflammation. So if you do struggle with like tummy upset, that's one of the best things to kind of help settle that and just help you feel better. Yeah. There was nothing that has ever helped me. Yay. My stomachs, my aches with, I would have a flare up. And then the only thing that would help was like seriously Tylenol and laying down with the heating pad. So Mm -hmm. since adding those into my daily routine, I've maybe had like one or two. And normally in the fall, it was weekly. Oh my goodness. That's That's a huge shift. Incredible. Yay. Well, thank you so much. Such a great episode. I'm so grateful for you to take the time and share all this amazing knowledge. Because like I said, I know other people have came to me and had very similar issues. So if this sounds like you, find Jillian on Instagram and get your poop test done. (laughs) I love it. Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. We covered a lot and I'm grateful for you inviting me on. Well, thank you. And to our listeners, as always, stay cheeky.